Welcome to The Creative Classroom, an EdTech podcast series where I chat with industry experts about tools, platforms, technologies, and software that could potentially help you transform learning. My goal is to provide you with an honest opinion on the tools we talk about from money, accessibility, and so much more. My name is Brian Willett, and welcome to The Creative Classroom. On today's episode, I talk with Dustin and Martha Jevs, co-founders of Fair Chance Learning, a Canadian-based company that prides itself in supporting educators by providing a variety of professional learning opportunities. Whether these opportunities are in-person or virtual, Dustin and Martha walk us through why and how Fair Chance Learning focuses on keeping these sessions both personal and helpful. With the continuum from kindergarten to higher education, Fair Chance Learning has created partnerships with a variety of companies such as Microsoft to bring districts, schools, and teachers the most relevant and sustainable support possible. Stick around to hear my conversation with Dustin and Martha and how they are encouraging educators to not just follow them, but engage with them. This is The Creative Classroom. All right, ladies and gentlemen, today on The Creative Classroom, we have Martha and Dustin Jez from... Fair Chance Learning. Martha, Dustin, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Woohoo! Thanks for having us. No problem. I'm sure the listeners are excited to hear your story about Fair Chance Learning and what you guys have to offer. So to kick things off, tell us a little bit about yourselves, uh, what you do with the company, and what Fair Chance Learning has to offer to educators. Sure. Thanks for having us, Brian. Uh, I'm glad that Dustin's here with me on the call. We were originally, it was just going to be me on the podcast, but with uh, working so closely together, it's nice that we get a chance to share the microphone. Uh, So both Dustin and I are co-founders of Fair Chance Learning, an organization that's celebrating its decade year come September. So we've been around for 10 years, which is incredible. We knew it was going to be a big year, but obviously had no idea what what that big looked like or felt like um, as it's April 7th today. Uh, A new reality in terms of why we started our company. What we saw was that the infusion of technology into the classroom was uh, a siloed and isolating experience, especially for our students with disabilities. It was where uh, students were getting technology, but teachers weren't getting professional learning. And so the uh, impact that technology could have in the classroom was not being seen, uh, whether it was the, the big uh, approaches with interactive whiteboards or mobile devices or students just getting one-to-one devices. We, we certainly did not see the results we were hoping for. And what we noticed was that lack of community and professional learning and focusing on the educators really understanding the value of technology in terms of uncovering their curriculum. So uh, I convinced Dustin to quit our full-time jobs. We were pregnant with our third child at the time and uh, we went for it. So we started our own company and there's been no turning back in terms of the work and the support that we've been doing um, across Canada with educators for for better learning experiences. And to add on on Martha's Introduction there. Uh, I'm Dustin, um, one of the co-founders, really president of uh, Fair Chance Learning. Um, when you think of our organization, we really are passionate about bringing great ideas and great people together. And those people from oftentimes 
industry or community partners and the public sector to really make amazing things, things happen. And our goal and mission uh, to complement the belief that every student believe, has or every student deserves a fair chance is absolutely to inspire, empower and transform the opportunity for educators to connect and, and open up um, greatness within their students. And that statement right there is, you know, providing the opportunities for, for educators um, to basically let greatness happen in their classroom. Um, and you talk about, you know, students getting technology in the classroom. So what kind of supports or training do you offer teachers um, as a company? Uh, so we we have a couple of key partnerships, but as Dustin mentioned, we're all about knowledge mobilization and connecting industry, innovation, and education for the best possible experiences. So uh, listening to what school districts have invested in and what they're trying to achieve board-wide with their vision um, for students who thrive in learning environments, we will support those districts with the technology and tools that they've invested in, and then also make recommendations about what programs to be in. So we have um, a lot of partnerships, a number of partnerships with not-for-profits and community organizations. And so we look at the programming we can align um, through our partnerships to really push forward uh, board, board um, I guess, goals and missions and, and visions, like I said, with the thriving environments for our students. And some of those specific partners would be Microsoft. So as, as Microsoft builds out the strategy to work with uh, the districts at the system level, how do we enable effective teaching and learning opportunities based on the tools that are available? Uh, Microsoft's a, a heavily committed and invested organization in Canada. Um, it not only starts with the safety and security and ensuring that we're offering the responsive um, environments that are effective for students and teachers to, to uh, work and learn within, um, but also uh, offering those opportunities for, for deeper engagement with the organization and with professional development. I think a couple, as you're sharing different opportunities to connect with us would be, uh, we're doing an amazing Minecraft certification that's available for any educator across Canada. Uh, simply a collection of educators of um, about 10 or more. So it can be offered at the school level uh, and offered an accreditation. Um, we do an amazing uh, program with CCI Learning, who's in a partner, and that's all about student certification. So students can gain an industry level um, certification. Um, we just topped off the call with Canada Learning Code and Canada Learning Code is in this transformation of how do I take our existing programming um, that is really um, focused on face-to-face -face interactions, how do we transform that to a remote and online distance opportunity? Um, our team is, is diverse in skill sets and really looks at uh, effective partnerships where we can really represent, and Martha started this zoned in and focused at the leadership level from school boards, can we be that conduit to offer great programming with confidence that we're going to get great outcomes, uh, whether we're working with an organization like Microsoft or Canada Learning Code or Taking It Global or CCI Learning. Um, and uh, we, we also have this staff chat that's going on as a response to the emergency remote learning that's taking place um, and the expectations that are required of our educators. And we had Ben Kelly on 
last week and he was talking about his Minecraft server and he said, oh, fair chance learning. They're like the brilliant laps of um, Ontario. So it was nice to get that shout out from uh, the brilliant labs organization because they do such incredible work with uh, the school districts and, and supporting student and student choice and creativity. So that was kind of neat. It sounds like you have a lot of opportunities there for educators and even students. So let's talk a little bit about the certification process, even if Minecraft, if you will, or or if uh, Microsoft, if an educator wanted to take part in this certification process, is that a free service that you offer through the Fair Chance Learning website? Um, how would it, how would somebody kind of start that process, if you will? It's a great question. Um, so as we understand that the landscape and the supports of Microsoft's uh, vision and, and um, uh, approach to empowering every person and every individual uh, and organization on the planet, which is a pretty lofty goal. When it comes to certifications, um, the educator certification, it's called an MCE, is a free offering that educators can, can obtain and earn. When it comes to the student side, it's a rigorous course. Um, it's not something that would be achieved in, in short term. We tend to offer programming to support students to be successful. So we will be launching in a, hopefully within a couple of weeks. We have been pretty busy, but our, our hopes is to launch an opportunity for students um, that would uh, offer them the opportunity to have a direct instruction online to support them to achieve um, a certification in Excel or certification in PowerPoint or Word. Um, there's even a certification in digital citizenship, which is so valuable and important right now. Uh, it doesn't stop with uh, not extending outside of Microsoft. So there's Adobe certifications. There's um, there's certifications even on programs like QuickBooks. But the the um, I think as you're sharing with your audiences, when it comes to certifications, there's been great investments across Canada by schools and school districts. We're trying to offer the opportunity for the students to be successful. Um, and if anyone is interested in, in looking at that skills conversation or, or considering that, we'd be happy to help navigate. Um, again, as an organization, we're committed for the sustainable success of those programs and really hopefully giving the districts, the educators, those that want to lead these student opportunities, an opportunity to be successful to take ownership and, and run these programs uh, on their own. Um, so I hope that answers your, 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 your question. Uh, as we consider remote learning, uh, companies like CCI Learning and Microsoft are really revisioning and trying to pivot really quickly to offer entry points for people to access these courses. And it's not as uh, as black and white right now or easy to, to offer, but we can happily support that or, or invite those conversations if there's interested people out there. It's so fascinating to see that, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, a company founded on partnerships um, with other companies to provide the best for teachers. And, and that, yeah, and I think that's core. And I'll let Martha speak to that because it, it took, like, to be all honest, in all honesty, it took me a long time to wrap my head around what does this look like as, a, as an organization? Because so often as an organization, we get really f focused on uh, a core offering or a one-dimensional approach that might be great, but not necessarily considerate of multiple players at multiple entry points. So I'll let Martha speak to a little bit around that visioning. Uh, so partnerships, uh, actually, I remember when we did a podcast with um, an educator in Ontario and, and he said, it's so funny, you, you started your business without a product. 
right? You didn't have a product. And, and we, our product is our learning experiences. We, we believe very strongly in publicly funded education. We believe very strongly in our, our um, political systems within Canada that support every citizen um, and the work that we're doing to ensure that our students are prepared for a digital economy. Um, the future skills conversation has become into a sharp fo focus with what's gone on. And so we realize that we can't do it alone. And there's uh, awesome organizations in Canada. And I saw that one of your um, podcasters was Rami from Logics Academy, another killer organization who's supporting publicly funded education. So these are the partnerships are, are critical and, and the knowledge mobilization happens when you have these wickedly smart people coming together to think about how best we can serve our students um, at the end of the day, that's what matters. And and having a deep respect for the work that educators do when they step into their classroom and now they're stepping up to these online learning experiences, how can we support the educators to make sure that they're feeling comfortable, that they're feeling supported, that the risk-taking that they're um, engaging in can be supported by organizations that we um, have partnerships with and, and reaching out and supporting them. And I'm going to take us back to something you mentioned earlier on and the sense here of, of learning at home in the current pandemic that we're living April 7th, 2020, um, being that of COVID-19. You mentioned your staff chats. Is this And teachers are often looking for uh, platforms or places where they can do professional growth because they themselves may be learning about what this remote learning or distance learning could look like. So is your staff chat something that's open to all educators uh, to join and basically learn with whomever is there? Yes. So uh, we started the staff chats just before our March break went in Ontario. So that was um, March 13th, I think. We put a placeholder in our calendars for our team and we said, listen, um, we have four children. And so um, at that time, it was very, the anxiety of the situation was real. Um, the uncertainty, the all of those feelings of, um, you know, trying to calm the panic, trying to think um, well-being and prioritize that. I had put the placeholder saying, I know that this is something that we're going to need. Uh, I don't know what it looks like yet. So I'm, I'm holding space for us because it's important to hold space. We're going to spend some time with our family and then we'll sort through what the, what this will be. Um, so there was a certain level of uncertainty, but we knew we wanted to reach out and provide professional learning, like you mentioned, Brian, to the, the staff um, that we have, but also to those that um, those educators that were going to be needing the skills required. And I'll tell you a story. Um, while I was on our March break, I, I did have this really uneasy feeling over the course of all of the news filtering in and, and thinking about, you know, what what is education going to look like? What is learning going to look like? And I actually, at the end of the week, I had a call from Mark Seaman, who's the VP of Education at Microsoft. And there was, um, there was something so anchoring in that moment for me because he, he just got on and we started having a conversation about education and how to support our, our, um, our you know, partners that we have in the K-12 space. And I realized that this sense of K-12 
continuing this, you know, we're here, this, this sense of being um, with me really was a settling factor. So I, I recognized in that moment, it just had to be an opportunity for people to reach out and say, oh, fair chance their name is still here. And we're still considering the same conversations that we have. We're prioritizing, you know, the realities of the situation in front of us. And so that just, with that, um, that thought, we started developing the content we thought was relevant, but it's the conversations and, and we're hearing from the people who attend, you know, now I'm doing this with our staff. This is a great idea. We just need to be present. And that holding space is really important. So how does uh, how does somebody join your staff chat? Is this weekly? Is this uh, kind of a bi-weekly thing? So it's every day, every morning at 9.30 Eastern time zone. And um, we have an open link on our website. And I can, I can make sure that, you know, it's a bitly. I can't remember it right now. <laughs> But I'll share it with you so you can um, include it in the podcast notes or whatever. But if you go on Fair Chance Learning, either our um, our Twitter handle at FCLEDU or fairchancelearning.com, you'll see lots of information about our staff rooms and we're recording them and posting them um, so people can review. That's, and that's a fantastic opportunity for, for engaging educators around the globe. Um, and what a way to adapt uh, in the current uh, environment that we are in, uh, as we've seen so many companies have to adapt as well. Uh, you mentioned earlier uh, a bit of a grade range. What does Fair Chance Learning support or offer? Is it a K to 12 surface um, or are you more specific to different grade areas? That's a great question. I think um, for those of you that that um, might not know, um, Martha has come from a post-secondary background, uh, supporting the inclusive. So at, at York University, leading uh, 800 students through their um, transition uh, around accessibility and inclusion and ensuring that they have the, the right tools and environment to be successful. And in saying that, although we've started at higher ed, the majority of our work has, has lent itself to, to working closely with K-12 institutions across the country. Um, that being said, uh, as we consider this remote and distance learning strategy, um, we are starting to lean back on some of those online learning um, experiences uh, and, and approaches that have been successful at higher ed and starting to, to leak our services into that area. Um, so we are, we are kind of blending both, but predominantly in the K-12 today. And so what uh, we talk about training uh, online, obviously, uh, virtually for educators, what kind of products, and you mentioned that you started your company without this product that you're you're sharing, but what kind of products are you promoting in the sense of either integrating digital literacy or transforming education for the 21st century? Yeah, I mean, I, I there's a couple ways. I think, uh, I think it starts with people. I think it starts with the experiences uh, and partnerships. So um, we have uh, a learning management system that we build uh, with organizations. We have a very strong partnership with the WE organization. Um, they, we've launched with them what they call their WE, uh, WE Teachers Hub. Um, it's a large initiative in the U.S. Um, where they have a partnership with, with Walgreens. Um, we've adapted uh, to, to the need and knowing that uh, there definitely needs to be tools, mindset, community building and professional development learning experiences that are blended um, from the core and, and innovative in, in what that approach might be when we talk about synchronous or asynchronous opportunities for people to access. And we currently live in this fast pace and 
immediate response to what I want to learn in the moment. Um, and when we when we consider where we kind of made these decisions uh, last September, I, I talked with our team about currently this remote side and distance and asynchronous piece is really pulsing at an at a, at a extreme rate right now, but it can't distract us from this core approach around innovating in ways that can meet the, the learner in the, in the way that they need to be met. And um, when you speak about specific tools, I find today um, it, it is about competency, it is about mindset, and, and whether we're talking student voice with Flipgrid or we're talking modern collaboration and modern workplace with teams, um, whether we're speaking about uh, engaging responsive, meaningful experiences that are around micro-credentialing, uh, student certification, um, it, it's core frameworks. We, we work by a model that we've, we've called, our, called within our team uh, a learning production model or framework. And that really guides uh, the research and, and approach that, that we have uh, as we approach uh, the professional development opportunities um, and technologies and partners we work with. And you just talked about professional development opportunities and obviously virtual currently, uh, but you guys must offer some in-person opportunities for teachers um, or districts, if you will, in, in a, a variety of different areas. Yeah, so uh, our approach to professional learning when it comes to engaging with teachers is that that's why our partnerships are so valuable because we re work really hard to identify learning opportunities that would be funded for the educators. So um, I believe in our organization believes that if you're going to come in on a weekend or after school, this is your time you're investing. And so to um, make sure that we can find ways to get it funded to, um, to recognize the investment that you've made. So we've, we've done lots. We've done like our, our most recent one, um, large initiative has been the transform ed summits with Microsoft and we've done those across Canada the last two years. And uh, actually tomorrow, which is the eighth, we have a transform ed virtual learning summit where we have um, an opportunity for educators to think about, you know, how to bring the Microsoft education tools into their LMSs. So if you're familiar with desire to learn or Brightspace, we're gonna be having that conversation about how to integrate the two to really get the best out of both. But we do, I mean, we do one day workshops with the districts as well. We do um, webinar series and, and conferencing. We do Twitter chats. We do uh, fun social events at conferences. Um, those are always well attended and well appreciated by the uh, educators we get to uh, play with in those scenarios. And so you provide, I mean, a variety of ways for teachers to basically find that professional growth and connect with, with other educators uh, from across the globe, uh, which is a fascinating resource for anybody looking to uh, grow professionally is either just following you on Twitter or following the webinars and taking part in those opportunities. Um, so now I'm gonna ask you about a, a top five and my top five is always, what are the top five ways that you think Fair Chance Learning can support the educator in transforming their classroom? I think like I would start with number one is wait, how many do we each get? Do we each get a five or do we have to split no. it between the well, two maybe. of us? We'll, see. well, <laughs> that's a great question. I've, it's my first double interview. So, 
and you don't want to get involved in marriage counseling. I get it. Okay, I'll well, do one, but okay, I'll do one. I'll take it off. So I'll that's take- why we've been happily married for, I think we're, we'll be on 17 years. He knows how to respond. I will, uh, I'll just lead in and let Martha take it from here. But I, I do think it's about inspiration and fun. I think that the two things that are core uh, would be two, not one. well okay sorry i'll take two um is that it, it is about uh inspiring those we work with and it is having fun along the way i think those are two things that really help establish the culture um and connectedness that that we grow with the audiences and, and participants that we work with i think for us uh we always or for me anyway it's it's always about What's that second day look like? What's that plus one opportunity? And um, we we really do uh, focus on that on a Monday morning. What can I unlock in my classroom that I've been inspired? Because we know motivation, when we look at learning sciences and we look at how uh, our brains work and how we can drive deeper connections and how we, how we learn, it does start with that inspirational moment and that motivation that drives you. Um, so, uh, I would say as we, we consider the top five uh, <laughs> things that we consider, I would definitely start with inspiration. And uh, the second one was the... You can lead with fun because you're always bringing the fun. Back, so. <laughs> okay. So inspiration, fun. I also, you mentioned that um, if people follow us, I don't, I don't love that term. It's more about the engagement, right? Like um, engage in conversations, take part in the conversations that we're having. And then we... We can understand uh, your role and and your context and provide supports as needed. So, um, you know, the engagement piece is really important, engaging with us, not just following us. And then um, I think that and we really don't have um, egos. Like we we're very real when it comes to the experiences that we have. We don't... Um, we don't sugarcoat things and, and we help educators kind of peel back the, the, um, their hesitations, right? We, we have that real connected uh, feeling. So that, that is like the personalization, the well-being of being the social emotional learning and, and connecting with us would be another thing. And the, the risk taking as a result of that, I think if you feel safe and secure with the people you're um, engaging with, then you have more of an opportunity to take risks. And then I would say the last one. Was, is that fine? Okay, good. Keep going. <laughs> I was trying to keep track of the moment. <laughs> so the last one I would say is that um we recognize the investment of educators in their profession. And we always say, you know, your, your passion becomes your purpose, which becomes your profession. And we're very passionate about what we do where um, we bring a certain level of energy to our work because we're so passionate about it. And so um, for those educators who are very passion driven, we give energy back to them, recognizing, you know, the value of the work that they're doing and and doing our best to support so they can continue to invest that passion. And it sounds like you're trying to keep it personal. You know, you talk about fun and and engaging uh, with fair chance learning, but you're you're not just trying to be this umbrella that stands over people, but really being part of the educator's journey uh, in transforming the learning, if you will, for students and, and themselves professionally. 
Um, so is there anything that you'd like to add to our conversation that we may have missed that the listeners um, need to know or you want them to know about yourselves or Fair, fair Chance Learning? I think just it, it's great to have the opportunity to share. It's not many moments. And I think the work that you're doing uh, can make a difference uh, for everyone to gain uh, deeper insights and maybe connectedness um, to what uh, organizations and what people are up to. I think from our perspective, uh, there's not many moments that we get to step back and kind of share the ins and outs of where we're at in terms of our, our mind share and what we're trying to achieve. Um, from our, our perspective, I think we're zoned in on supporting the Canadian education system. I think we talked about the staff from chats and building community. Um, we were on with the Kenyan group uh, today and they're eager to join and learn from Canada and know that uh, we're here to celebrate those moments often because I think that's so important right now. Um, and, a, and a big piece of, of the platform through the partnerships we have that we get to offer opportunities, whether that's traveling globally or sharing uh, some of the greatness and, and achievements that you've had with your students in, in various formats. But um, ultimately, it's, it, it is um, that we are, uh, we are here. We will continue to, to push the boundaries around innovation and hopefully support uh, educators on their journey, um, especially today, when, when the needs are extreme and immediate. You know, and we appreciate the work that you're doing. And, and obviously, uh, the goal of, of this podcast is sharing the fact that behind the company, there are people. Um, and the people there value educators and not just this website that people go to or a Twitter handle that you follow. Um, and it's exactly that, you know, engaging um, with the people that are there, um, such as yourselves in this staff room chat. Um, so Dustin and Martha, I really do thank you very much for being on today's podcast. Um, and if anybody has any questions, obviously, uh, at FCLEDU uh, on Twitter, um, as well as the website that they can go to. And, and as we move forward, hopefully we can have you on the show again um, to look at other venues and other possibilities for educators across Canada. That's everything for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Dustin and Martha from Fair Chance Learning. I encourage you all to head over to their website, fairchancelearning.com, and check out their staff chat. It's a great opportunity to connect with other educators, but also some professional growth. Follow them on Twitter to see different web-based supports that they might offer, and check out their website just to see, is there a certification that can help you transform your classroom? Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and use the hashtag, hashtag MakeLearningCreative to share everything that you're doing in support of creating and transforming a new style of learning. Thank you for listening to today's episode of The Creative Classroom.